Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. We've been looking for a win here at Soldier Field for a while. I thought it was an outstanding team effort today. throws it short, Foreman with the catch, He did really well. You know, he did really well in terms of the operation. No matter how big it is, I feel like I'm a pretty grounded person. I like to keep it simple. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Justin Fields drives. Big challenge ahead of us this week, playing the Chargers. Obviously, a lot of skill, a lot of talent on their roster. Now, here's Kevin Powell. Welcome into another edition of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. I'm Kevin Powell. Thank you for listening. Joined now by Dan Pompey from The Athletic. He's got a new book out. It's called The Football 100. I've got a copy. You should get a copy. Make for a great holiday gift. Dan, uh, thanks for coming on. Congratulations on the new book. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it. It was a fun project to do. It was a long time in the making, as a lot of books are, and it was something that uh, there were many hands in making it into a reality. So you guys distilled all the football players who have participated in the NFL down to the top 100 players. That's quite the process, Dan. What was it like? Where, where did this project come from, and how long did it take you guys to actually put this list together? Well, we started out uh, doing this project, a project similar to this, for our website. Uh, actually... They came to me and said, would you like to rank the top 100 players and write a profile on, on each one? And I said, uh, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, if you want to give me uh, you know, an extra lifetime, I'd be happy to dive <laughs> into that. Uh, but as it turned out, they said, well, why don't we divvy up the work a little bit? They formed a, a committee of five people, and we voted on the 100 players, and then uh, different people wrote the profiles. I wrote a number of them. I think I wrote close to 20 of them. And um, ended up making it into a book project uh, with Mike Sando and I, listed as the co-authors. And um, it's uh, it's quite a compilation of, of the history of the National Football League. And I'm sure it was difficult, too. I mean, the way the game is played now is so much different from even 10 years ago, let alone 50 years ago. So how did, how did that factor in when you did put this list together? I, I mean, you got to compare players from different eras, so you had to figure out a way to, to make that work. Yeah, that was one of the most challenging aspects of the project because, uh, you know, you really can't compare, for instance, uh, what Sid Luckman did as a quarterback to what Patrick Mahomes is doing based on their statistics. Um, I think you had to kind of look at how the players dominated their own eras uh, versus how they, they did it in terms of cross-era uh, comparisons because it, it really is impossible to do it that way. Right, I, I'm sure you've been asked about this quite a bit. I know when I was scrolling through the book, it was it was kind of eye opening, and I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. But Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, where he was ranked on this list, um, I mean, I get it, right? Longevity, how long he's been in the league. But have you gotten a big response to where you guys had Patrick Mahomes on the list? I really haven't. I think most of the responses have been about how is this guy off, how is that guy off. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you an interesting story about Mahomes, though. Is, so I told you we had been working on this project for a number of years. 
And when we initially put together the list, he was not on it. Uh, that was before he won his second Super Bowl. Uh, after he won his second, we said, you know, he, he better be on, even though, you know, the body of work is really, uh, it, it's probably, uh, I'm assuming without, without checking this, it's got to be a, a smaller, uh, less extensive body of work than anyone else on the, on the list. Gail Sager's on the list, who, who probably would be next uh, in terms of small body of work. Um, but, I mean, he's been so excellent in that period of time. You know, we tried not to look at what a player, what we think a player might do in future years because that would kind of be unfair and really it could be very inaccurate on our part, too. So we just looked at what he did, and, you know, he, he's got two MVPs. He's got two Super Bowls. He's got, uh, you know, uh, two first-team All-Pros, five Pro Bowl. I mean, you know, he, he's been really special in a short period of time, so – very deserving, and uh, I, I think the reason he's 98 and not higher, though, is we held it against him that he hasn't been doing it for a long period of time. Who are some players that, that were left off that just missed the cut? Well, one guy has got more Super Bowl victories than Mahomes, and that's Troy Aikman. Uh, you know, he's got three Super Bowl victories. That was a tough cut. Uh, Mike Singletary was a tough cut. He was on the list initially. And after we made some last-minute tweaks, uh, he was taken off. So he, he was, a, you know, a guy who was right on the edge. Uh, you know, since we're in Chicago, Doug Atkins was another guy who I really did not want to leave off the list, but, uh, you know, wasn't all my saying, wasn't all my doing. So he was left off. I, you know, I thought, to me, he was one of the most dominant defensive players in NFL history. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, number two leading receiver of all time, not on the list. And, you know, some of these I look back now uh, after a little time has passed, and, you know, I, I join everyone else who's been second-guessing us, and I say, how did you leave that guy off the list? <laughs> right. right. Well, it's fun. It's, it's, it's a perfect, you know, sports conversation starter to kind of look through. You guys have, if, for Bears fans, Dick Buckus, Mike Dicka, Sid Luckman, Bronco Nagurski, Walter Payton, of course, Gail Sayers, and Clyde Bulldog Turner. Uh, you mentioned uh, Mike Singletary missing the list too, but um, hopefully someday, a, a, you know, an, a, a more recent Bears quarterback can make this list. Dan. Well, uh, you know, uh, we're going to both have to live a long time, I think, to see that. But, uh, well, I do want. We got Luckman. We got Luckman. We got, anyway. we got Luckman on that one. I do want to talk a little bit Bears. Maybe, who knows? Maybe Tyson Bajant will someday make the Athletics uh, top one hundred one of these days. But what was your what is your thought on the whole Tyson Bajant story and and his first performance? He is in line to make a second start against the Chargers Sunday night. Yeah, it's a great story. I I really enjoy watching him play and um you know i i guess the 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 cynic in me says let's enjoy it while it lasts because we've seen this play before but um you know there's something about the kid i mean he's he's got a real moxie to him he does some of the things well that the better quarterbacks in the league do um now he doesn't have the same kind of physical ability that a lot of them have but the fact that he's able to go back there and, you know, read the defense, go through his progressions well, uh, not get rattled, stay poised, take care of the football, uh, make smart decisions. I mean, you know, those, those are really important things to a quarterback. And oftentimes I think one of the reasons that 
NFL teams miss on quarterbacks or they uh, maybe under-evaluate them, overlook them, is because they, they, they don't consider those things strongly enough. They look at physical talent. They look at, you know, size and uh, arm strength and speed, uh, and, and they forget about the, the things that really, you know, the things that made Drew Brees great or, or Tom Brady or, you know, if you want to go back in time, Johnny Unitas. I mean, uh, I'm not saying Tyson Bajan is, is on that track, but, I mean, um, you know, he, he's fun to watch because, you know, I think he has an innate ability to play the game of football. You've been covering the Bears for, for many years, Dan. Why do you think the organization has failed to draft and develop a real franchise quarterback? Because they, they have not been able to do that yet. I'm still, I don't know if I would say I'm high on Justin Fields, but I've been a fit, you know, I think he has all the physical traits to be that guy. Um, we'll see. That story is not finished yet, obviously. But why do you think, over all these years, the Bears have struggled so much in finding a franchise quarterback? Well, I don't know if there's really one thing you could point to because, you know, I've studied the history of the quarterback selections they've made and the quarterbacks they've missed on, the quarterbacks they should have taken, and it really varies uh, so much from situation to situation over the years. Um, You know, there were times that they had very qualified decision-makers who made great decisions at every position, but they couldn't end up with a great quarterback. A lot of times they they weren't in striking distance of a great quarterback for whatever reason, you know. Um, In the the, uh, 1997 season, uh, they were on track to end up with the number one pick in the draft with three games left. And then they end up winning two, two out of three games. So they went from the first pick in the draft to the fifth. That was the difference between drafting Peyton Manning and Curtis Enos. So, you know, there, there were a lot of times, you know, they, they lost the coin flip that prevented them from taking Terry Bradshaw. Um, they, they were set to take Joe Montana in the, I think it was a 78 draft. And, you know, they, they were all determined to take him the, the night before the draft. And then the, the, while they were on the clock, Jim Finks, who was a Hall of Fame general manager, Said, you know, slow down. Don't don't put his name up on the board. I think we need a backup running back to Walter Payton, and they chose Willie McClendon instead. <laughs> it's uh, it's amazing how it's played out and how they have struggled so much in in figuring now out that position. What's been your evaluation of Justin Fields? Well, I think um, I would say still a work in progress. You know, um, I think it's really critical that he is able to develop as a pocket passer and he is able to defeat defenses from the pocket. Um, you know, I, I know some people think that Luke Getze has kind of hemmed him in the pocket too much and not allowed him to use his feet, which I understand. But if he's going to succeed as a quarterback in the long run in the league, I think there's got to be, he's got to be a pass first quarterback. And, um, you know, he has yet to make that transition. So we'll see what he can do once he gets back from this injury and see what he does the rest of the season. Yeah, you know, the, get, the, get the full evaluation of Justin Fields this season. I think, you know, going into this year, I didn't expect them to win a whole bunch of games. I think at the end of the year, you want to feel confident in at least your evaluation of, 
or how you feel about Justin Fields because you know you mentioned the draft history of the Bears with the quarterback. There's might be a realistic shot here that they have a chance to draft Caleb Williams number one. We'll see how we got a long way to go this season, but there's a scenario where the Bears are in a position to to draft Caleb Williams, and that's even you know Fields comes back next week, let's say, and and plays great the rest of the season like he did in that two game stretch, you know, against Denver and Washington. It's one of those scenarios, right? Like, okay, that's probably a good problem to have, right? Even if you feel good about Justin Fields, you you still could add talent at the quarterback spot in Caleb Williams. So it's it's interesting how this all might play out for the Bears. Yeah, I mean, I think if they do end up with the first pick in the draft, and they do believe that Caleb Williams is a generational quarterback, or Drake May for that matter. Um, you know, you have to take them. Right. You you cannot really pass up a guy like that. I mean, they they so many times have as as I told you a little while ago, never had the opportunity to take a guy like that. Right. Um, so, I mean, unless, unless they're absolutely sure on Justin Fields becoming you know all pro player who can lead them to a Super Bowl, and they and they are not there yet for sure. Then they they got to take a take a, a flyer on one of these guys if, if they're in that situation. And again, they have that kind of conviction about the kinds of players that these guys can be. What have you thought of Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, this whole new regime? It's it's only been a couple of years, but where do you? I guess how do you view of where the Bears are at right now? We know it was a major rebuild. They stripped down a, a large part of the roster. They're going to face Khalil Mack Sunday. That was a big part of the direction Ryan Poles was taking the roster in that trade. But where the Bears stand right now, I'm not even necessarily record wise. Do you, I guess do you like the direction of what Ryan Poles has been has been doing over the past couple of years? Well, I mean, I like the idea. You know, I like the concept, but you know, we haven't seen enough results yet. Yeah. That's the problem. I mean, you, you look at the Bears roster, and they're still one of the least talented in the league, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you, you've got to start getting kind of payoff on the moves that you made. Um, you know, other than the trade that netted them DJ Moore and, you know, so, some of these other draft picks, including potentially the first pick of the draft next year, um, you know, you, you you have to wonder about a lot of the things they've done. I mean, um, like I said, they they I think they had more talent when they walked in the door than they do right now. So uh, let's see. You know, obviously, you you want to give them time. You want to give this uh, opportunity to take root and to continue to grow. Uh, but you know, it's it's obviously not where they want it to be. Not where anyone wants it to be at this point. Before I let you go, Dan, Tyson Bajan set to make his second start Sunday night football in L.A. against the Chargers, who are off to a very disappointing start to this season as well. Uh, Bears eight-point underdogs last I checked. Do you think they can win Sunday night? You know, I think they can. I don't know if they will. (laughs) Uh, You know, I think they can because the Chargers are the type of team that beats themselves. And... Uh, if the Bears put together the kind of performance uh, that they did, certainly against Washington a, a few weeks ago, uh, they, they would beat the Chargers, I think. But, um, you know, that, that was kind of an outlier for the way the Bears play, too. Um, so, you know, I, I think uh, the Chargers have a lot more talent than the Bears. They also are in a situation where they have a lot to lose because they're a team that 
believes it can contend for a playoff spot and it's kind of on the border right now that, you know, a loss to the Bears would be monumental for them. Yeah. Uh, so I, they should be motivated and, and they should be ready to play. So I think it's going to be a tough call for the Bears to beat the Chargers. That is Dan Pompey. Check out his new book, The Football 100. It's a ton of fun to just kind of skim through and read the whole list. Great work by uh, by Dan and Mike Sandov over at The Athletic putting this list together. Dan, I really appreciate the time. Thank you very much, and congrats on the new book. Okay, thanks for having me. All right, thanks again to Dan Pompey for joining the podcast. Thanks to Ernie Scanton and Brian Altzheimer for their help producing the podcast. And thank you for listening. This was Episode 74 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast.